Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you to harness the sounds of your spoken English, to take control of them, to use them as you like. My job as an accent coach is to show you just how you can manage that, what mouth movements you can make to change the sound of your spoken English and produce clearer, more confident sounds. My name is Pat, and I'm an accent coach, and, well, that's just what I'm here to help you with, learning the American accent. Now, today we're going to take a look at something that's very general through spoken English, and very consistent, and it's the pronunciation of the letter V. You see, I've got students from all over the world speaking all sorts of different languages, whether it's Japanese or Spanish or French or Korean, Mandarin, Portuguese, Italian, or one of the many languages from all over India or all over Eastern Europe as well, it is so common for people to mix up the letter V. You see, the letter V, like V, V, is what we would call a fricative sound. This means that it flows out. It doesn't build up in pressure. It's just flowing. V. However, a lot of people will build up pressure when they pronounce their Vs. And they'll give it a bit more of a B, B kind of sound. The trouble for English speakers is that this sounds real close to a B. B, 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 B. Yeah, no, you almost can't hear the difference. B, B. So tough to tell. Other people, on the other hand, will make the letter V, V into kind of a w, w sort of sound, w, making their lips kind of push away from their face, w, w, very common difficulty. And finally, other people will make their Vs into F sounds, like f, f, especially at the ends of words. Vs ending words, a lot of people will make that mix up. Instead of saying five They'll go five, or give, they'll go gif. Now, as I've said in the past, the reason why you may do this differently from myself is simply because the v may not exist in your native language, at least not in the same way as it does in my language. And so your muscles just aren't used to that movement. Your ears may not even hear that sound. And so my job is to introduce your muscles to that movement, make it a little more familiar so you can repeat that sound with ease. F and v, w, v, b, v. Subtle differences in the movements, but we're going to work on all three today. So folks, make sure that you listen all the way through. You don't want to miss a second of this. So you can take control of that v, v sound. Now, just before we get into the works of how we make a v, v sound, I'd like to remind you that if you have not already, make sure that you hit subscribe to this podcast. You want to follow this. You want to subscribe to this. I've been getting a lot more subscribers on Spotify lately. That means you folks are taking my advice and you like what you're hearing. Well, I'm actually just checking my Spotify subscribers and listeners right now. It's way up. So, folks, make sure that if you're not already subscribed to this, you hit that subscribe button so that you're always updated and moving forward when it comes to mastering the American accent. 
And beyond that, if you're looking to take things to a whole other level, make sure that you check out the video course. Click that link in the description and I will introduce you to the rhythm and flow and sounds of the American accent. And break down for you one step at a time how you can develop this all using the letter T. Making it soft, making it maybe kind of disappear sometimes. Words like internet. That word has two T's in it, and I'm not actually pronouncing either of them. Internet. So check out the video course to learn about this for yourself, and allow me to show you how to take control of your spoken English. Alright folks, let's break down the V. V sort of sound. We want to be very careful not to get a W, W sort of sound, where we bring the corners of the lips inwards to get a W. We also want to be careful we don't get a b, b sort of sound. Notice b, making a lot of pressure against my teeth. So making these clear v sounds. Here's the thing. We focus on the bottom lip. Not the corners of the lips, not a w, but just a v. We bring that bottom lip up and we touch the top teeth with it. I'm not making a lot of pressure on my teeth. I'm not giving it a v, v, releasing a vowel sound after, but just a v, v, letting that sound fade away. That's the important thing there. This is flowing and it can fade like that. Now the other important part of this is that I'm not using the dry part of my lip. I'm rather using the inside part, the fleshy part. V, v really vibrates, and when I don't make any pressure on that, it flows quite clearly and nicely. That's the trick to this V sound. So let's get the hang of this a little bit right here. Let's see how we can develop our own muscle memory using the V. Well, first off, what I would like to do is focus on V having a vowel sound after it. So let's just see here uh, some words like v, or rather not words, sounds. Sounds starting with v. Again, I'm not making it a v, v, but I'm holding that v out. Not making a lot of pressure on the teeth. V. Here's another one here. V. Flowing out, fricative, as I mentioned before. Another one, v, v, just pushing it out, not holding the air back, letting it flow, and then a vowel sound after. Let's put that V now between a couple of vowel sounds. It's very common that we find V between vowels in the middle of a word. Let's get used to this. Starting with AV. AV. Again, not an AV. Nor is it an OW. OW. I'm not bringing the corners of my lips in at all. I'm keeping the corners of my lips totally neutral. And just the bottom lips moving up and touching my teeth. Av. Here's another one here. Evie. Evie. 
Just sounds, not full words or anything, just these sounds. EV. And then finally, we're going to put that V behind some vowel sounds. Let's start with AV. We've seen AV, so we're not doing that one again. This isn't an AV, but just holding the V. AV. How about of, of? Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. Having my bottom lip, lightly touching my teeth, letting the sound flow out. Of. Here's one more for you. Eve. Eve. Flowing right out. So at this point, you may be starting to notice that you make a slightly different sound from myself. And that's all right. That's what we're here for. You've learned the way that you normally speak ever since you were a baby. And so that's why we're taking baby steps to learn these sounds now as an adult. So now that we've got some of the basics, a V before a vowel or between vowels or after a vowel, let's see how we can put this into some common words here. Repeat after me a few of these words, starting with very. That's an extremely common word, is it not? Very. I'm not giving it a b, berry, berry, or a w, wary. Bringing the corners of my lips in, only the bottom lip is lightly touching the top teeth. Very. Here's another one. Visa, holding the V sound, v. visa. So those are V at the beginning of a word. Let's see V in the middle now. Every, every. And note, by the way, how I'm not saying every, every, but every. Kind of dropping that E that's in the middle right out of the word. Just to have an every. Here's another one here. Never. I'm exaggerating the V a little. That's all right. Just to help your ears pick it up and your muscles adjust. Never. Holding that V out. And finally, V at the end of a word. Five. Five. Once again, I'm not giving it a five or a five. Five. I'm not doing that either. I'm only holding that V position, letting the sound fade. Five. Or what about this one? Of. O, F, of. Notice how that O, F, 
of is coming out like a UV sound. Of again, I'm not giving it an off. Off. That would be O F F. Off. With a short O and two Fs. But this is an O making kind of a U sound, often even reduced to a schwa. Of. Now, just before we get into some more common phrases and idiomatic expressions with the V sounds, I'd like to take a look at a few pairs of words that people very frequently mix up. Words where V may be mixed up with a B, or V with an F, or V with a W. Very commonly done all over the world. So what can we do about this? We can focus and we can practice. First off, V with a B. Here's a couple common words for you. Berry. Notice both my lips coming together here. B. Berry. There's a buildup of voice and then it bursts out. The other, on the other hand, very, very. My bottom lip is just lightly touching my top teeth. Very. Here's another for you. V and F. A lot of people will mix up, as I mentioned. Off. Making an F sound. Off. O-F-F. And of. Getting that v, v sort of ending. And as I mentioned before, the O in the word of isn't making an O sound. I'm not saying off. Once more, off is O-F-F. O-F with only one F comes out of. Of. A couple more words that I hear a lot of people mix up are the words life and live. Live. Instead of saying, I saw a live concert, we want, I saw a live concert. Just to get those F's and V's very distinct, whether or not you're making voice or just air. Same positioning, it's just a matter of if your voice is coming out, if you're using your throaty voice sound. Couple more here that a lot of people mix up all over the world. Words went with a w, where I'm bringing the corners of my lips in and then releasing w and vent w went vent went vent. The second, I'm only bringing my bottom lip up, lightly touching my teeth, and holding that v sound out. And then I got a vowel coming after it. Whereas the first, the corners of my lips come inwards and release a w sort of sound. Here's another one for you folks. How about the words why, w, why, and v, vi. Vi. Common mix-up between these two. So those sounds have some common mix-ups. All the time, people mix those up between v and f, v and b, v and w, making a w. We got to avoid that, and we want to focus that only the bottom lip is touching those top teeth. So where do we go from here when we want to practice V sounds compared to other sounds? Well, idiomatic expressions. 
That's what I'd like to bring to your attention next. A few idioms, because idioms are useful. You can work them into your daily life and you'll sound a little more casual. Now, the first idiomatic expression that I'd like to bring to your attention today are the words, live it up. Live. Live it up. Notice how when we voice that V, live it, live it, it helps us link the words together. If we only get lift it up or lib it up, lib it up with a V, B, we're going to get a bit of a choppy sound. But voicing that V at the end of that, live it up, helps our speech flow. So to live it up, what does that mean? Well, that means enjoying a pleasurable experience to the fullest. Maybe a vacation. You know, you want to go live it up in Miami on vacation or something. It's like, have fun, live it up, have a good time, enjoy yourself. Live it up, man. Live it up. So live it up is very useful. There's a lot of times we want to tell that to people. Hey, live it up. Have a good time. However, in order to live it up, we sometimes have to liven things up. Liven it up. Make something more exciting. Let's liven things up with some better music. Let's play some better music and liven things up. Now, I would just like to point out the spelling of liven it up is only one letter different from live it up. Liven is spelled L-I-V-E-N, whereas live is L-I-V-E. Live, liven. So to liven something up is to make it more exciting. You could say I wanted to liven up my life by getting on a plane to Cancun to go live it up a little bit. I livened things up so that I could live it up. I made things more exciting so that I could enjoy them to the fullest. Now that phrase right there is a little bit forced, I suppose. It's not something that you would really say, oh, I wanted to liven it up so I could live it up. But that's the context that we'd use those things in. Liven things up, make it more exciting. Live it up, enjoy it. Enjoy it to the fullest. So those first two that we saw weren't too tough. They had a V going into a vowel sound. How about, though, if we've got a V ending a word and we're not going to connect it to a vowel sound, such as the word olive, olive, olive branch, olive branch, hold out an olive branch, olive. Notice I'm not saying olive, olive, nor am I saying alib, alib, but olive. Olive branch. So to hold out an olive branch, that is our next idiom here today, and this is making a gesture of peace. You hold out an olive branch when you give an opportunity for a dispute to end. Maybe you've gotten in an argument with a friend or a loved one, and, and even weeks or months or years have passed. And every time you see this person, your blood boils. You get angry. However you love them. Deep down inside you, you know that you love that person. The best thing to do, hold out an olive branch. Try and make peace. 
Maybe that could mean bring them a pie. Make a pie, bring it over to their house. Or just give them a call. Maybe that's what the both of you are waiting for. Both of you are waiting for the other person to call. And that's all that you need to make peace. Whatever it is, hold out an olive branch, forget about the fight, and make some peace. So we got live it up, liven it up, hold out an olive branch. How about one more for today? Get over something. You gotta get over it, buddy. Get over it. Over. This is to accept an unpleasant fact. Hold out an olive branch and get over it. Accept that things didn't go well in one way or another. Just accept it and move on with your life. Get over something. Again, not an ober or an ober with a w, ober, but a v. Get over something. Accept an unpleasant fact. They're mad about losing the game, but they'll get over it. They'll get over it. And maybe they'll win next time. Get over it. Hold out an olive branch. Liven it up. Live it up. Useful idiomatic expressions and great suggestions for our daily lives. Are they not? Do we all not need to get over something? I know I've got things that I have a hard time getting over. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But I got to get over it. There are people in the world I've got to hold an olive branch out to. I've got to give some folks a call. I'm not a saint. I got my own issues. I got to hold out an olive branch And I got to fix up some troubles with some folks. And that way we can live it up together. We can live it up. Again, I'm just kind of forcing things here. But once I hold out that olive branch to my loved ones, we can live it up. And we can enjoy life at the fullest. And maybe even get more opportunity to liven things up. Liven things up. All right, so that's our lesson for today. This is... You know, just skimming the surface on the V versus W and B and F sounds. And this is something that you folks can develop with a little focused muscle memory practice. It's going to take a little bit of work. So why is the American accent so difficult to learn as an adult? Well, we're changing habits that you've formed since infancy. You see, as a baby, you would listen and repeat the sounds and the words that you heard your friends and family say, your teachers. You'd repeat it so many times that your ears and your brain began to think that those are the only sounds that you need to speak. However, now as you see, speaking a different language, there are more sounds that you can make, more and more that you can discover and develop. And so, your accent... It's not a bad thing. It's just habits from your first language, habits from your infancy and from your natural way of speaking kind of leaking over into your English. My job is, of course, to show you how to change those habits for a little bit more clarity, confidence, and to speak using an American accent if you so desire. I have an accent. Of course I do. 
Just because I'm speaking my own native language doesn't mean I don't speak it with an accent. Compared to most of the world, I sound different. And when I speak Spanish, my second language, I have a very thick accent. People may not think I sound like a typical gringo, you know, I don't sound like a typical North American English speaker. However, I certainly don't sound like a typical Mexican person. Even though I'm living in Mexico, I've got an English speaker's accent when I speak Spanish. So all of that is to say that your accent isn't a problem when you're speaking another language. It's not like it's stopping you from speaking that language, or it's not like it's making your words any less valuable than anybody else's. However, having an accent is just a part of you and who you've developed to be. And that doesn't mean that you're not able to change it if you want to. I change things about my Spanish speech all the time. My vowel sounds, they're too moving when I speak in Spanish. They don't need to be. I got to keep them kind of static. And that's a tough habit for me because I want to move my vowels. O, U, A. You don't do that speaking Spanish. And so these habits are things that we're totally capable of changing if we want to. It's just about consistency. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap things up for today, folks. I very much appreciate your time. And you should also give yourself a pat on the back and appreciate the fact that you've just opened your ears to some new sounds of spoken English. Things that you possibly weren't so aware of in the past may be a little bit clearer to you now. So give yourself a pat on the back. You've learned something new today. And what's left to do from here? Practice what you've learned. Be consistent. Put these idiomatic expressions that we practiced today to work. And harness the potential of your spoken English. Now I've got to go take my dogs out for a walk. Those dogs have been very patient with me today. I've been busy. I've been teaching classes and I've been writing a little bit. And I've been busy with one thing after another. So it's about time that I let my dogs out. Which means I've got to go for now. However, don't you worry for a second. I will be back next week with many new great things for you to learn from regarding commanding the sounds of the American accent. Thank you for your time today, folks, and have a good one. Hey, Accent Learner, thanks for listening all the way through. I have positions available for accent training, and as always, I want to offer them to my audience first. You're the hardest working accent learners out there, right? So if it's important for you to have a coach with a proven and sustainable method to show you results in 90 days, open up the application form in the description of this episode reach out to me, and if I see that my solution is a good fit for your situation, I'll be reaching out to you personally, and we can discuss how my method will get you expressing your thoughts and your opinions more confidently in English with three months of dedicated and focused training. Your seat's available for you, my friend. Your teacher's ready to go.
Now is the time to make it happen. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>